Open our eyes, Lord, that we might see. Open our ears that we might hear. Open our mind and our heart that we might understand, so that we will turn to you and live. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. Every valley will be filled and every mountain and hill made low. The crooked things will be made straight. The rough ways will be made smooth. And all flesh will see the salvation of God. This is the peace of God. that all flesh would see the salvation of God, that all the things that are crooked would be made straight, that all the things that are rough would be made smooth. These are the words of the prophet Isaiah. These are the words that Luke gives us again. Are you flesh this morning? Do you know some people who are flesh? Do we need to see the salvation of God? I want to back up just for a second and hear again the unsettling words that this same gospel writer, Luke, thundered to us last week. We didn't get a chance to talk about it very much. And these words don't sound like they have much to do with peace. Just like last week, they didn't sound like they had much to do with hope. This is what Jesus said. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth, distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken." There'll be a time, Jesus says, when the whole world will shake. A time when the very order of things seem to be breaking apart. When the laws of nature and the laws of humanity fracture and we all are left reeling. We read this scripture last week at the beginning of Advent because Advent is when we remember that in Jesus... God has acted and is acting in the world in a decisive and you could even say cataclysmic way. That God is bringing a blazing kind of rescue. In Advent, we remember that we are all waiting again for the certain fact that in Jesus, God will act in a final momentous boldness. Enacting Redemption, or as Isaiah and Luke tell us this morning, offering, showing, demonstrating, and acting for all flesh, all living beings, the salvation of God. If you've never known a real family, if you're caught in generational poverty, if the place that you call home, your country, is racked with a history of violence and economic despair, if you're an immigrant on the caravan running for your life, but no real hope ahead of you either, 
the fact that the world will be shaken to its core is good news. Advent is good news. But it can feel like terrifying news if all of our hope and all of our sense of peace is wrapped up in the world as it is. Power as it is, comfort as it is. Jesus, like Isaiah, is not at all saying that the physical world is going to be discarded and blown up. There are certain theologies out there that tell us that everything we know is just going to disintegrate. But what the scripture tells us over and over again is something more powerful, more hopeful, more profound. It's the world as we know it is going to come to an end. It's the reality that we've come to accept. It's the order of things that seems inevitable to us, even though we know it's not as it should be. Exactly as Annabelle preached to us this morning, it's not the way it should be. Heartache, isolation, marriages on the brink, disillusionment, poverty, abuse, isolation, hunger. Whenever you see all the calamity and all the ruins scattered around us, whenever you see what feels like wreckage and what feels like this incoming um, epidemic of wreckage, Luke says to us last week in that moment, in that very moment, stand up and lift your head because redemption is drawing nigh. In that place, when everything seems to be at its absolute most dismal, when everything seems to be literally breaking apart and disintegrating, precisely in that place, the gospel tells us, stand up, lift up your head. Your redemption is drawing nigh. We could hear Luke say those words and then hear Luke's words today, and we could say precisely in that point, stand up, lift up your head. The salvation of God is drawing nigh. I love that standing up. It's, it's awaken. Bring your full self. Don't shrink away in despair. Don't surrender to hopelessness. Don't give the authority that God has offered to you through the spirit of Jesus Christ in the world. Don't let that shrink away. Stand up in the strength of God and then lift your head. What is it that we do whenever we're pulling away, whenever we're filled with shame or whenever we're embarrassed or whenever we don't know what to do and we're in an awkward, we, we drop our head? But what we're called to do in this act today in worship is to lift our head, to turn our eyes toward God, the one who is bringing salvation to all flesh. And this morning, Luke insists that we are lifting our eyes, watching for our, a God who is enmeshed in the actual moment of our life. When you were hearing the gospel read, did you wonder, like, what in the world is with all of these, like, names? In the 15th year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, when Herod was ruler of Galilee, when his brother Philip, ruler of the region of Iturea and Trachonitis, when Lysanias was ruler of Abilene, 
During the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, who is the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. And this one went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Do you wonder why in the world Luke is like going overboard, almost annoyingly so, giving us all these specific references? I think part of it is because whenever God comes into the world, he comes into our actual world. (laughs) He comes to where we actually are. God is not this sort of distant, ethereal idea. It's God who breaks in to our politics. It's a God who breaks in to our families. He's a God who breaks in to our actual moment. All the gritty details. And we don't need to fear this end of the world as we know it because it is Jesus who is coming. It is Jesus who is dismantling the world as we know it. It's Jesus who is making the world all that God intends for the world to be. This massive disruption is actually the way of true peace. It's the way of shalom. It's the way of making the world as we know it be the world as God knows it. So the word to us, stretching back thousands of years to the prophet Isaiah, is anew this morning. Prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare the way of the Lord. Every valley will be filled. Every mountain and hill will be made low. Every crooked thing will be made straight. Every rough way will be made smooth, and all flesh will see the salvation of God. All flesh, that can mean all humans. It may be even broader than that. Maybe all living things. You might even make a case that it, in this context, even means the whole world, all of creation. And we will all see the salvation of God. This is a hope that is as wide as God's world. This is the hope and peace that comes at the end of the world as we know it. And the good news is we need the world as we know it to end. Because we need the world as God knows it. Would you pray with me? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.